This week's episode of Twitch Talks is sponsored by My Left Foot. Now I carefully select each and every one of my sponsors and I have to say My Left Foot has supported me 50% for 23 years and still to this day is extremely functional. I would highly recommend you all to check out My Left Foot at myleftfoot.thisisbs. That's myleftfoot.thisisbs. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Twitch Talks, everybody, the podcast where we interview successful streamers and give you actionable advice on how to up your streaming game. I'm your host, Cameron, and welcome to episode two, The Power of Hosting. This episode was suggested by someone on Twitter, and you can submit your own questions for uh, episode topics at twitch underscore talks on Twitter, or you can email me at cameron at twitchtalks.tv. All the links will be in the show notes below or wherever that is on your app that you're watching this or listening to this and also you could ask me questions live at 7 p.m central standard time most days of the week at twitch.tv forward slash cpomtv also will be in the links below this episode is a interview slash discussion with twitch streamer sweaty and he has a great story about how tim the Tatman hosted him and i really hope you enjoy the episode let me know what you think and be sure to leave us some reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, whatever app you use. Enjoy the show. All right, well, Sweaty, welcome to the show. Uh, this episode is going to be talking about the power of hosting, and I thought you'd be a great person to have on since you have a good story about hosting. So, I appreciate that, man. Thank you, thank you. Uh, if you'd like to start off by just telling us a little bit about your, your backstory, about how you started with Twitch and... Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, I'm I'm sweaty, as he mentioned. Uh, sometimes with two S's. I prefer with one, but on Twitch I'm with two. Uh, I started streaming back when I played CS:GO uh, competitively in a couple uh, ESEA leagues and tournaments and uh, Face It tournaments, and I did pretty well. But I started streaming under my old team uh, about two and a half years ago, three years ago. Uh, from there, I kind of fell out of CS:GO, stopped streaming. Overwatch came out. Started streaming occasionally, started playing Overwatch in the Tier 2 scene. Um, got, again, pretty high up, uh, but then kind of decided that playing competitively wasn't for me. I liked being able to kind of decide my own schedule, so streaming appealed much more. Uh, I was streaming for about three months of Overwatch consistently, uh, between scrimmages and practices and just streaming my own stuff. Uh, and then, you know, all the, the magical hosting stuff happened with, uh, my guy, Tim the Tapman, and, uh, here we are. That was about a, a month ago, month and a half ago now? I think it has been, yeah. It's, you, you, you reached your sub, or your, your host anniversary, like, about a week ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was September 1st I, uh, I was hosted, so I'm at, I'm at a month and, like, 20 days now, but... And okay. I think I got my sub button like two weeks after, I want to say, so. I think so, yeah. About two two to two and a half weeks takes to get a sub button. And we can uh, expand on that a little bit. I know a few of the people who are listening might be new to Twitch and they don't exactly know the affiliate process. So, you know, I mean, it's... hey, I don't even know the affiliate process, so. <laughs> well, let me tell you, Sweaty. Uh, to get affiliate, you have to have 50 followers. Mm-hmm. 
you have to stream for a total of 500 total minutes which Ooh. isn't very hard that's that's not very yeah, no, that's no, not a lot no. of broadcasting and you have to have seven unique broadcast days so seven unique broadcasts okay and have to have an average of three or more concurrent viewers so have about an average of three people in each of your streams and bada boom bada bing somebody will send you an email and say you can uh, apply for a twitch affiliate so oh very nice very nice and uh and uh how long do i have to wait before i get this email uh it doesn't really take too long i mean it, it i really don't know how the back end process of it works it just seems like once you're once you hit those marks then you get that email saying hey look you can start rolling in the dough with those subs and you get your sub button and yeah no i think it's a uh, in my situation and i know like uh you know faker correct like and i yeah, so I know in, in his situation, right when he hit an average of three concurrent viewers and 50 followers, he got his affiliate, like, within 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, but mine, for example, I was averaging, I was at, like, 2.3 average viewers and, like, 47 followers. Mm -hmm. uh, I got rated. Uh, my average viewers went up to, like, 1,300 or something. <laughs> my followers went up to, like, 4K. But yeah. I think because it jumped so rapidly, I didn't get my... um. I didn't get my email about affiliate for like a week and a half more. Really? So, so they might I have thought it was a uh, yeah. It could be like a security a thing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they thought I was botting or something, and they wanted to make sure. Yeah, make sure. Whatever that the actually, case may be. Tim the Tapman came into your world, you know. Yeah, or maybe just that everyone loved me, and that was the real reason. You yeah, never know, you, just, you, you just blew up completely organically, like. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you, you played the right. People... You, you play. You played Overwatch, which isn't a saturated title at all on Twitch. No, not there's at not, all. Not at all. There's not a thousand people streaming it at any given time, and not <laughs> having forty thousand viewers or whatever it is at on peak times. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty small game community, you know. Yeah, really, really small on Twitch. Uh, yeah, it only looks like... like it's dying. You know, it's always at the bottom. Yeah, very, Ugh. very true. Right down at the but, bottom with PUBG. Uh, very low viewership. Yeah. God, PUBG, yeah. <laughs> so, Tim the Tapman, if anyone doesn't know, is one of the largest, probably one of, the, I would say he's one of the largest Twitch streamers, but he's definitely, definitely one of the largest Overwatch Twitch streamers. Yeah, I'd say he's correct? probably, I'd say he's probably the largest Overwatch streamer. I don't really know anybody that can pull more viewers in Overwatch other than Seagull, maybe. Yeah. Although I don't and, know, now that Seagull's been off for a while, I don't know if it's still the uh, still the case. Yeah, I mean Tim Tim has the consistency, and yeah, I, as I'll discuss later on in these podcast tips and stuff like that, consistency is very important to keeping an mm -hmm. audience. And these larger streamers who are doing this for full time positions, unlike me and Sweaty, uh, they they can be ultra consistent and have these basically daily streams i think tim has a few days off per week but yeah i think he does like every day of the week and then like the morning of sunday or the morning of saturday and no stream friday i don't know something like that yeah but yeah so... you, even just having a set schedule is enough i mean even if you're only streaming a few days a week if it's at the same time every day mm -hmm. yeah i mean people... i wish i could keep to a schedule yeah <laughs> trust me me too like Unfortunately, when you're in the corporate world or if you're in the uh, applying for college world like Sweaty is, mm -hmm. you can't really go and like tell these 
college recruiters or your boss being like, uh, well, I actually have uh, people waiting to watch a video game being played right now, so I can't actually work over. Ugh. Yeah, no, it's yeah. uh, it's tough maintaining consistency and like trying to appease people with scheduling. Uh, for instance, a lot of my viewers are European mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, during the school week, because I'm still a high school student, I'm at school from uh, essentially like 730 Eastern, 730 a.m. Eastern to like 330 to 5 Eastern in the afternoon. And by the time I'm getting out of school, you know, if I got straight on at the end of the school day, it's like late night in Europe. I mean, sometimes even really early morning. And uh, especially on the weekends, take, you know, the day we're shooting this is a, is a Saturday. I'm not planning to stream until 8 Eastern. So that'd be what, like 2 a.m. in England. So, I mean, yeah, something like it's that. yeah, no, it's really tough to to stream at times and things like that that can, uh, you know, schedule properly for people mm-hmm. in other areas. I mean, it's difficult enough to stream consistently, let alone find times that everyone can show up. Right. Yeah, and that and that is just a good general tip for people to be thinking about these time zones and thinking about where their audience is primarily mm-hmm. located. Because I know, and talking about the whole power of hosting thing, you know, I'll host Sweaty, or I've also just, you know, been in Sweaty's streams a lot and interacted with his following and stuff like that. And if Sweaty starts streaming at, say, 4 p.m. Central Time and then gets off around, like, 8, when I might possibly start streaming, because I typically stream 7 or 8 Central Time, uh, even though those European people might like me and I get hosted by Sweaty, it's time for bed over there, you know? Yeah, no, so, I mean, it's it, there's always people in my chat that are like, oh, it's 4 a.m., but I want to watch the stream, but it's also yeah. 4 a.m., and I'm like, okay, well... Like, how do I compete with your body's natural need to sleep when it's, like, an hour until you need to be awake for work? Like, go to bed. I'm not yeah. worth it. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be there's gonna be a headline where uh, Twitch protege Sweaty has killed multiple Europeans by pure exhaustion, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's going to be like, uh, Twitch terrorist Sweaty assassinates 32 <laughs> Europeans by long-term sleep attack. And that's going to be... Teenagers found dead at desk with sweaty stream up online. Oh. It's going to be like that... Uh, Do you ever watch that uh, Spy Kids Game Over? Oh, yeah. yeah. Where, like, they trap it. people in the game and then they can't get out or they die. It's like the same yeah. idea. I just trap yeah. people and they die of exhaustion because <laughs> they can't leave. Must watch more Overwatch. I don't care if I'm, hyd- if I'm hydrated or not. <laughs> So do you have, well, I, I guess let's, let's keep talking about the power of hosting. Then, then we'll move on to some more like general Twitch tips now okay. that we have Sweaty on the line. Yeah, so yeah. you were at what follower count before the host? Uh, 47. 47 followers. And then Tim the Tapman, largest Overwatch streamer, uh, is in a game with you. He likes your positive mental attitude and asks if you are a Twitch streamer. Were you streaming at the time? Uh, I was, uh, so it was actually, it was funny because, uh, I was in the game with Tim and I didn't know I was in the game with Tim. He was on his alternate account. I forget what it was called at the time, but it had some like random name. Uh, and I'm in the game with him and he wasn't talking, but some guy in the all text chat on the other team just kept writing Tim in all caps. Uh. And like, I kind of, I was like, okay, there's only one Tim that I know of that anybody would be excited about well actually that's not true there's a second tim who i actually thought it was who always stream snipe seagull but that's different story but 
I thought it was, I was like, okay, I wonder if he's talking about Tim the Tatman, but I couldn't find Tim in the game, and I was like, all right, it's not him. And we're playing, and I think, I forget what it was, I think I was playing Zarya, and he was playing Doomfist, and I grabbed, and he Doomfistalted it. And we only got, like, one or two kills, mm -hmm. but, like, I was like, oh, let's go, and, like, got super hyped. <laughs> And he, like, said something on the mic. It was just, like, a general, like, dude, I love your attitude or something like that. Right. And, uh, and we were talking, and I kind of, like, pieced it together in my head that this was him. And then somebody in all chat was like, oh, is somebody in this game a streamer? And, like, you could tell that he was talking about Tim. But I jokingly responded, like, yes, you're probably thinking of me. Oh. And, then, uh, and then Tim came over the mic and was like, oh, Sweaty, are you streaming right now? And I was like, yeah, I am. And he's like, do you mind linking it? And I linked it. And then crazy Dang. things happened. Ended oh, up turning man. it into a pretty dope charity stream. Yeah. And I would like to like talk about that. So he brought over when he hosted you, what, 17,000 people? Is that around the uh, ballpark? I think we peaked at, I think we peaked at 8,000 was our peak. Okay, so yeah. I'm a little bit excessive here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so eight thousand people came over mm -hmm. and started donating like immediately. There was no, there was no donation goal set up originally. They just wanted to give the positive Zarya player lots <laughs> of money, right? Yeah, I mean, if you've if you've ever watched one of Tim's streams, you know, there there's like a joke in that stream that like he never streams and doesn't get a one hundred dollar plus top D. Oh, and really? I mean, within 10 minutes of me linking my stream, somebody was dropping like $50 bombs. Dang. And uh, I think we were up to, I want to say we were up to like 500 bucks by the time mm -hmm. that like the big wave ended, you know, like right when he hosted me and we peaked at like 7,900 viewers or whatever. Right. There was like a huge rush. And by the end of it, we were at, you know, five or 600 bucks. And that Dang. was when I kind of blew the whistle and was like, all right, hold on. I don't need this money. And then, yeah. So, sweaty instead of seeing the greed, seeing the uh, seeing the big bucks. I mean, he's in high school, guys. Like he, like you're not working right now, are you? I am, but it's like a high school job, so I'm making like minimum wage working. Okay, so he's not, minimum wage week, job, so. and then he um, immediately sees five to six hundred dollars going directly into his PayPal. He's got college to pay for. He's got a, you know, he might be buying a laptop soon. Who knows? And instead of thinking, oh yeah, this is this is great. I deserve all of this. He thinks about uh, the hurricane that just devastated Texas, and starts a donation goal and donates every cent to charity. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I how mean, much it was, did you end up raising? I want to say we were six fifty was our final total after uh, after like fees and stuff like that. Uh, it worked out really well because PayPal had a uh, they actually had their own fund set up where you could transfer money to it without paying a fee on that. Oh, really? uh, the only okay. thing that kind of got us was like their Streamlab fees. Oh, and I felt I bad because that. I wish that I had known at the time how to set up a direct link to mm -hmm. like donate to the charities. Cause I would have, if I could, I would have just had everyone donating directly. Cause yeah. the total amount that people donated was like $780 or something or yeah. almost 800 bucks. But the fees, but we lost it. so much of it to fees that, which like yeah. it was still an absurd amount of money to make, but and donate, but it was still you know it would have been nice for every cent to. Yeah, absolutely. Find its way over. Yeah, when I did my last charity stream, I also didn't necessarily see. I I gave out both links. I gave a direct link to like the GoFundMe that I was raising for uh, the Las mm -hmm. Vegas tragedy, 
Um, but then I also gave my Streamlabs link. And the only reason why I gave the Streamlabs link is just so that I could actually track it. I, I feel like it's difficult if they were donating directly to figure out how much was raised yeah. from you, kind of. And I guess that might be a little bit selfish to want to know that, but I think it's it's something to look into if someone is designing some sort of donation type system. I think it would be nice to figure out where where that money was coming from. So yeah, yeah, it was a uh, it was an interesting situation because. It's funny because if you go back and look at, uh, I try to like avoid looking at stats, but every now and then I go back and look at the stats of that stream just because it was so mm-hmm. nuts. And it's funny because if you watch my uh, my like peak viewership numbers, so there's like a little bit of a spike when I link my Twitch in the game, and then it slowly, slowly starts to kind of taper off back down to like the, I think it jumped up to like six or seven hundred when I linked it in game, and mm-hmm. he was still streaming. Uh, and then it drops down to like 100 or 150 ish, and then towards the end of the, towards the end of his stream when he gets offline and hosts me, uh, it was about, oh geez, it it was like upwards of like 8,000 region, and then it starts to slowly slowly taper off and it gets down to like 4k, and then I believe I tweeted out that we were gonna be doing. I want to say I tweeted out that we were going to be doing a charity stream instead or something. Or maybe word just got around. Or no, no, it was because I changed my title. I changed my title to all donations go to Hurricane Harvey Relief or something. Right. And the viewership jumps from like 4K to 6K instantly. Like just like, you know, Oh, so you think since you were actually and... like top of Overwatch that when you changed the title, actually non-Tim Watchers came in as well. Yeah, because I mean, for, well... I, yeah, yeah, essentially. I think it was more along the lines of, like, you know, I was an unknown name, non-partnered. People saw me at the top of Overwatch and were like, what the heck? We don't want to watch this guy. But then <laughs> uh, they saw that it was a charity thing, and I think enough people kind of, like, had it in their hearts that they were like, okay, well, this might be for a good cause. I'm going to check it out. Right. And I think that was part of the reason why I was able to, you know, or I shouldn't say I was. Uh, they were all able to pool so much money for the relief fund. Do you know so, what rank you were on uh, all of Overwatch? Were you like top ten? I hit number one. Yeah. You hit number one. Oh wow. Yeah, there's <laughs> a uh, there's a screenshot. I'll have to find it and I can send it to you and uh, tweet it out later. But yeah, there was absolutely. there's a screenshot of uh, at one point I was number one in Overwatch, which was a pretty awesome feeling to be able to oh, go yeah. to go to the Twitch page and like see myself on yeah, number one insane. on Overwatch. And it was uh, it was kind of sad though because so I would always. You know, I only had 47 followers beforehand, so I, w- mm-hmm. I was trying to read out all the followers as they came in. Oh, right. uh, I think in the stream alone, my net total was like plus 4,110 or something on followers. Yeah, I know you so I'm sitting there that day. So I'm sitting there trying to like, uh, you know, thank you, C-Palm. Thank you, uh, XD1000. Thank you, Sweaty <laughs> Jr. Like, I'm, I'm trying to read everyone out. And right. I still had uh, I still had email notifications for followers set up. Because, like, I didn't get enough follows to bother turning it off. (laughs) Well, my phone is sitting on my desk, and it actually, at one point, like, malfunctioned and restarted because it was getting so many emails. Like, the phone just died and turned (laughs) back on. Because, like, it was just nonstop emails. It was terrifying. I'm sitting there, and my phone's just, like, on my desk, and I, like, I couldn't figure out how to turn it off. I was like, stop, stop. And then at one point, I just threw my phone on it, like, across the room. So that was, uh, that was quite the... Snafu. I mean, and like, if, if your if your phone blew up because of that, you know, it, I think it would have been worth. I think that's yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Day. 
Yeah, that's yeah no, that was I mean, that was definitely that, that's, uh, that's something that I would I would say you know you should put on your your LinkedIn your your resume be like oh, yeah yeah here here's here's a screenshot of me being in the top Overwatch streamer even if it is just for a little bit yeah no I I don't know if anybody would uh would see that as job worthy material but I could try hey, it. if you were applying towards like Blizzard or uh you know some of those companies look so awesome I, I I'm actually kind of creepy on LinkedIn like I I have uh, connected quote unquote with like six or seven blizzard employees who i've never met in real life but i'm just yeah. like i just following them <laughs> so i mean hey you got to get your name out there somewhere right yeah absolutely they get this email that's like hey we got a new applicant for you know software developer from this guy chester palm or chester. and you're like and they're like oh let me search him up on linkedin like and then they're oh, like, search you up, and they're like, eight of our employees. And they're like, wait a minute, I'm friends with him. And then they're like, I'll hire <laughs> this man. I don't remember why, but for some reason we're friends. He must be a this good guy. This man likes all of my posts, and I don't know who he is. Oh. It's like an instant, instant free career, because they'll just assume that because you're friends, they know you. The, the dream, man. Well, and also <laughs> Twitch has a bunch of employees as well. I met a lot of them at E3, and you know, any well, of those kind of things would be cool to have out there. I've talked to, um, I think his name's Hassan, right? Hassan. Uh, uh, I don't know if you know him or not. He's he's like a pretty active Twitch uh, Twitch staff that's always around on Twitch, going on different streams and stuff. And I got to talk to him briefly. Just I forget why. I think it was in a Discord server that he was in. But we were just really? talking about like Twitch and working at Twitch. He seemed like a super cool guy, and it sounds like it's an awesome career. But hmm. yeah, no, that'd be that'd be a cool place to work. So who yeah, knows? Absolutely. Maybe if I ever shoot them an application, I'll include that on it. Hey, I mean, like, so we were talking about the affiliate uh, acceptance kind of just comes to you. Um, partnership, by the way, just so everyone knows, is something that you do actually have to apply for. And you have to, you know, describe why you think you're worthy of a Twitch partnership and stuff like that. It, but uh, one thing to note is that you have to have like extraordinary numbers for the main game that you play. So well, I've been interested to see. Like, <laughs> I, I wonder uh, on those like one-off days, like you know, you get hosted, you you get four thousand plus followers. I wonder if that initial momentum would have been enough to possibly get a partnership. I actually did apply for a partnership on that day. Okay. Uh, I actually did it while I was in queue for an Overwatch game on stream. <laughs> I don't blame you at all, man. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there I'm sitting there with like 7,500 viewers and they're all saying in chat, God, I wish you had a sub button. I wish I could mm -hmm. sub. And I, I'm like, oh my God. What? Hello? We're here. What? My monitor's just turned off. Sorry. <laughs> i can't okay all right well i'll just keep going uh still here so i'm just <laughs> all right well i'm just kind of sitting there and uh and i'm like i'm filling out this twitch sorry so i'm filling out my twitch partner application and uh you know i'm th i'm looking at my stats and i'm like okay well currently i have like 1100 average viewers and my followers per day or something was up to like an absurd amount because of this one day of getting hosted and i was like you know these stats uh, might be enough but then i submitted it and then i was like wait a minute they're just gonna look at my account and i i ended up getting declined and i have a feeling it's because like if they just look at my account they're just gonna be like wait a minute this guy had 47 followers after like two years of streaming and then all of a sudden jumped to 4k and had like 1300 <laughs> average viewers 
what's going on here? And then they're going to look because they're going to be worried that it's view botting. And then they're going to be like, oh, he got hosted. Mm-hmm. But it would have been cool to uh, to get partnered just, you know, off of that momentum, just to yeah. then be able to add a Discord partnership and get a Discord server. And, you know, I don't, I don't by any means think that I deserve to be partnered. Uh, I mostly just did it because I wanted to capitalize on the subscription opportunity, right. uh, yeah. which was unrealistic. So people people anyways, have like so. a really short attention span. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm impressed that the people that have stuck around have stuck around. And I'm also impressed mm-hmm. that the follow count hasn't dropped exponentially. Yeah, and that is something I'd like to talk about. Like, you you have retained more than I've seen coming from hosts. Like, I feel like the largest host I've ever gotten was uh, somewhere around 100 or so. Okay. And I can't necessarily name the people that are still around from those hosts. A, mm-hmm. a lot of people come in for, the, like, the raid portion where, like, the broadcaster hosts somebody. The broadcaster comes over into the person that they hosted's chat. And then the people who are watching their stream is chatting in my stream or whoever stream they're hosting. And, you know, there's that little little time where everyone's spamming the raid emotes and all that stuff. And then it kind of dies down. You might get some followers. and But the next time that person goes online, they're probably going to choose the person who they originally, they originally were, watching. Were, were watching. So well, that's like, and that's what's so, uh, that's what like kind of bummed me out the day after I got hosted mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, obviously the viewer numbers weren't quite what they were during the host. I mean, even by the end of that stream, like a couple hours after the host, they were down to the like several hundreds versus the several thousands. Right. Which, you know, is still insane viewer numbers, but, uh, you know, it really bummed me out when I turned my stream back on and I had gone from like 4,100 followers to like 4k followers. Right. And I was like, oh no, you know, all these people are unfollowing me. Yeah, uh, but that's people why, don't like me, you know, it's, it's, that's, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, that's why like, I can't believe that. I mean, I thought for sure that it was c- going to continue at like the losing a hundred followers every week or whatever, you know, like a pretty substantial amount mm-hmm. and it's pretty much tapered off. I've actually had a couple weeks now where I've been up in followers net wise. Instead That's of good. down, which has been awesome. Oh, I've stabilized yeah. around like the 3,800 range, which is totally fine by me. I mean, now I can start working my way up instead of falling. So that's a that's a good feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that that's just something that I think is important for everyone to know. And I, I, I've always told my friends, like, I used to play a game called Worlds Adrift. And Summit 1G was playing it. A lot of people were playing it. It was really hyped up on Twitch until people kind of realized it was sort of a dull game and there wasn't really that much to it. But during the time, not a lot of people had it. Not a lot of people could get it. And so my viewers were really high. And uh, everyone was, like, super hyped about this game. But once that game kind of, like, dies down and stuff, then those viewers taper away. They go away. But I always tell my friends whenever something like that happens where it's like, okay, I've gone from less than 10 concurrent viewers to close to 100 or so, I'm like, I I make sure my close friends, my family, I'm like, all right, I'm going to need you guys to support me tomorrow because I know tomorrow I'm not going to have this and it's going to be rough. Like, yes, there is going to be an average gain. Like, you're going to be better off tomorrow than you were last week. But mm-hmm. you're not going to be as good as you were yesterday. Yeah, and no, it's, it's you just tough. have to look at those little baby steps. Yeah, so. I mean, you almost have to like, you almost just have to look at everything in terms of net. 
Because otherwise mm -hmm. you're going to like tear your own hair out yeah, before you go, get anywhere. Yeah, you'll go absolutely insane. Because like if I sat there and tried to, you know, tried to look at individual daily gains and losses, I mean, some days, you know, I'll average a lot more viewers than I do on other days. That's just a fact of the, you know, a fact of the matter. But it doesn't change the fact that like if my average used to be two viewers a stream if I was lucky and now I'm averaging 20 plus viewers a stream on a good day to 15 plus on a bad day like. Those are, you know, fantastic numbers on a net gain. They may not be better than what I had yesterday, but that doesn't really matter. You got to look at it like as a grand scheme of things rather than yeah. as a as try, a smaller Try to scale. look at your stream from the biggest third view, like third person view perspective as you can if we're using gaming terms. Like you just have yeah. to look at yourself. In the you big have to scheme. be very, uh, very omniscient and very unbiased in your like point of view. Because yeah. like obviously every streamer, you know, they want as many viewers as they can get per stream. And they want as many new followers, new subscribers, all that. But, like, you just have to look at it from, like, a general growth point of view. You know, are people... I mean, the biggest thing is you want to build, like, a stable core, right? So you want to, like, look mm -hmm. at are the same people coming back consistently, occasionally, you know? Or is, like, is it new viewers every, you know, every stream, new people coming back? You also want to look at, like, how your follower numbers are decreasing, especially after a host versus increasing, you know? If you right. just got hosted and you gained 100 followers and the first day you lose 10 followers and then the next day you lose like two, like that's that's to be expected. You know, the first day somebody's going to turn on their Twitch and be like, who's this guy in my online? Oh, I only <laughs> followed him for the host. Yeah, I guess I can unfollow him. And then yeah. they're going to, you know, a couple more people will do that. And then other everyone else usually will stick around or wait a bit longer before they unfollow you. But it's it's just too easy to it's too easy to get lost in like the micro of it you got to look more at the macro of you know how your numbers move yeah this is a pro tip for everyone there's a website out there called social blade uh social blade will give you day-to-day month-to-month twitch uh statistics and also youtube statistics along with uh twitter and instagram statistics uh don't ever go to that website yeah, I have IP blocked on my router. Uh, Honestly, never go to that website if you want to stay motivated and stay encouraged about Twitch streaming because it will tell you when people unfollow. It will tell you when you gain followers, but it's mostly that negative number that you feel horrible about. You take a week off. You might have had a death in the family. You might have just been super tired, not feeling it. You didn't want to be pressing that start stream button because you weren't you know, feeling your same chipper yourself. And then you see those days where you didn't stream and it goes like negative one, negative two. And you're thinking, well, there goes, there goes my Twitch stream because I didn't, I didn't press uh, start streaming that day. It's yeah. don't, don't try to focus on those stats. Look at them maybe 10% of the time, maybe, but really as sweaty was saying, look at the people who are chatting See if every time you stream, someone comes in there and says, oh my gosh, so happy you're streaming. Or, you know, someone might have had a bad day and they're like, oh, thank you so much for streaming. You know, this is really like, you know, help me help me cheer up. That That's the kind of wins that you want per day. You want somebody to possibly learn something. I, I The way I gauge my podcast or I, way I, I, I gauge other podcasts is if I laughed if I learned something by the time that it ends, then it's successful. And yeah. I think if you're Twitch streaming and you made somebody laugh, if you made somebody smile, and if you brought people in multiple times, 
you know, that that's a win and that's the only win that really matters. Yeah. I mean, I, I give my, uh, I give myself a few tests, right. I have a few tiers as far as like testing my broadcast on whether or not I should continue to like, uh, you know, do what I'm doing on a stream or if I need to change something up. All right. The first Mm -hmm. one, I call it the homework test. Uh, I'm a guy who likes to watch Twitch streams while he's working on projects or doing homework or anything. Uh, if I am streaming and I don't feel like it's something I would watch while I was doing homework, like if it's too boring <laughs> to watch in the background, then it's right. got to go. Uh, if it's if it passes the homework test, uh, I give it the uh, the focus test. If it's too unenticing for me to sit there and just watch, like focus on and watch, it, mm-hmm. it's got to go because because I got to be able to focus on it and watch. And those are like I feel like that's kind of just how you got to treat it all the time is like focus on making your making your stream something that you would want to watch and people will just naturally come. It's like how they say, uh, if you, what is it? If you build the boat, they will come or something like that. I think so. (laughs) Something like that. Like you, you just gotta, as long as you make it something that you would watch and something enjoyable, like the people will naturally come. There's certain things you can do to, uh, you know, escalate that process and make it a little quicker. Uh, things like getting hosted, getting rated, whatever can like improve the speed of that and make it happen a little, a little more efficiently mm-hmm. but in you know in the reality the biggest host in the world won't do anything for you if you don't uh if you don't capitalize on it by keeping your streams interesting and that's uh i think that's got to be the biggest thing that i've noticed since this this whole hosting uh situation and all the things that have come after it is like when i'm when i'm streaming and i know you know if it's because i'm having tech issues if it's because you know i'm just not feeling it if i'm tilted whatever like, if I know it's something that people don't want to watch, I either will just flat out call the stream. I'll be like, all right, listen, guys, I'm, you know, it's it's not good today. I need to end the stream. Or I'll remove myself from the situation, whether that's switching games or, I mean, sometimes I'll just put on the song, don't worry, be happy, and just not talk for, like, five minutes until I'm feeling better. You yeah. know, whatever it is, like, just changing whatever needs to be changed. Even if, because I feel like as a viewer... If the streamer you're watching is, you know, say getting really angry and that really just like isn't enticing to you at all. Yeah. And then they like physically say, I don't like how angry I am right now. I want to fix it. Like to me, that's that's a sign of a streamer that I want to keep watching because that's somebody who's self-aware of their content and like Mm -hmm. knows what they're doing. So I think that's that's a huge thing is you just have to like you just have to be confident enough and like competent enough to just do what needs to be done to keep your stream enticing and people will just naturally come. Cause I feel like otherwise, otherwise you're just producing content that people don't want to watch. And if people don't want to watch it, then you can't expect people to watch it. You know? Yeah. Put, put yourself in the viewer's shoes for once and figure out if you would watch you. And I remember I, I go back to the world's drift days. Cause that was probably like a peak time for Twitch for me. That was like the most, like most people talking in chat and stuff like that. But I remember my, my mom, she came in and was like why are people watching this and and i remember telling her i don't know because i was thinking to myself i wouldn't watch this for multiple hours yeah it was a really repetitive game and i was finding myself finding tons and tons of new people who were interested in watching the game but after about an hour people saw the repetition in the game And what I didn't like was that the people who I had been streaming for the past few months, they couldn't tune into these streams that I was putting on daily because I was just riding the wave of these new followers 
but the people yeah. who were there from the start had already seen it after about an hour of watching that game they saw all that they wanted to see so that's when i stopped streaming the game because i was like i put myself in my regular viewer shoes and i thought i found them more valuable to impress or entertain than some of these new people and so it might have been a bad call it might have been a good call either way that's when i stopped streaming that game and yeah the viewer count did go down a lot but i thought it was more important to no, yeah, make a stream sure, that sure. you know your loyal following could yeah uh, be entertained watching well it's like the what's the uh the old like new friends are silver but the old ones are gold or whatever like it's the same thing with viewers. You're pulling like, in a lot of old sayings that I don't yeah, actually yeah. It's, know the it's exact a lot quotes. Of, it's a lot of colloquialisms, you know. Yeah, but it's like your, you know, your base of viewers that watch you because of you. Like mm-hmm. those are the people that you want associated with your stream. Those are the community that you want to build. That isn't to say that you don't want to appease, you know, an appeal to the viewership that comes in because of the game or the viewership that mm-hmm. comes in because of a host, but like. Staying true to your your core viewership and not like modifying your personality or your stream for the sake of uh for the sake of the like people coming in purely because of right. the game or because of what's going on. You know, I still I still kind of focus primarily on the wants and uh like stream needs of the people mm-hmm. that were there for me like from the get-go on my stream, you know, the one to two viewers that were there consistently. Right. Like those are the people that I listen to input from, you know, if Joe Schmo over here showed up during the Tim the Tatman raid and shoots me a DM on Discord and it's like, hey, I think it'd be super dope if you didn't stream so much Overwatch and you only stream PUBG. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to listen to poor Joe Schmo over here because that's not, right. you know, you, you got to focus on like the wants and needs of your, your base viewership because, you know, that's the group you want to expand. Absolutely. The, the fickle viewers, you know, sure, those are great, like. And I'm I'm one of those a lot, you know. If I'm really wanting to watch some CS:GO, and some CS:GO streamer or pl- pro player is streaming, and I just t- like click into their stream randomly, you know, they they shouldn't attempt to like modify their stream to fit what I'm doing, mm-hmm. or what I'm in the mood to see. You know, they should focus on the people that got them to this high viewership number, and just like do what they normally do. And I think that's a tough thing to do to not listen to like. The masses of what people want. I remember there was a brief moment where I was uh, during the raid when I had about you know 5k viewers at the point, and mm. people started spamming like we want sweaty face cam, and it was all people that uh, I had never seen in chat before. Right. And I had my webcam plugged in, and I was thinking about doing it, and uh, <laughs> I got a message from a uh, shout out to oh god oh no I want to oh, say no. it was a menti, I think okay. it was a menti. Yeah, she sent me like just this like really reassuring message that was just like. Hey, keep being yourself. Ignore chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, do. I don't know, like do. Do yourself, you know, something like that. Yeah. Like turn off, turn off chat for a bit if you have to. Like just do what you do. Uh, just you know. Yeah. Kind of pay attention to being who you are and like sticking with who you are. And uh, that was kind of like really reassuring for me because Amenti, God bless her soul. Uh, much love if she listens to this. Uh, big time viewer is a mod in my channel. Was there all the time, yeah, and uh, when I saw the, the message, Minty. yeah, and when I saw the message from her, you know that was worth way more than the you know hundreds of people saying put on a face cam. And I was like, all right, listen, guys, I've never streamed with a face cam on this account before. I'm not going to start doing it now just because so many people want it, and it's just because you know I mean Twitch chat masses want what Twitch chat masses want, but yeah, 
you know, those people come and go. It's more important to stick by your day ones, your OGs, you know? Right. I had a, I had a similar situation. Some people came into my stream and, uh, were, were spamming KYS and funny enough, I didn't, I didn't listen to them either. Uh, I'm still here to this day. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good testimony about the importance of not listening to people. Yeah, yeah. So if people come into your stream and say KYS, uh, don't kill yourself, chat. Uh, don't don't yeah. don't kill yourself. Now, people. if you're consistent viewers, say KYS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it would be the same. Like, so when when Sweaty got hosted, they were coming from Tim. Tim is. Obviously, he's a nice guy at heart. He's hosted you. He's I actually know another guy who he hosted uh, who was playing PUBG with him. And he blasted off, and he's doing really well. So I've known actually two people fairly well who have uh, you know jump-started their Twitch career through Tim the Tapman. So obviously, he's a really nice guy. Uh, his streams, you know, he gets these viewers from kind of like sometimes overreacting, getting getting kind of riled up, sometimes tilting at people yelling at people and when they saw sweaty you know sweaty was focusing on positivity being really nice uplifting their teammates you know complimenting them on their plays and stuff like that and so all these people coming into sweaty stream i remember when it happened you know everyone's like oh my god sweaty you're so you're so positive i love this i love this positive mental attitude uh so yeah i mean it'd be the same if you came across like another four thousand people and you have this base now who see you as this positive light uh, illuminating Twitch. And, you know, you started streaming. Uh, I don't know what you would start streaming. Uh, CSGO. Know, football game or something like oh, that. Okay, and you I'm started, like, dropping F-bombs. And you started, like, flaming your teammates, calling them horrible players. And, you know, that that base wouldn't wouldn't like that. Yeah, you, even you know, if, the new 4,000 might be like, oh, yeah, this guy's like super, super tilted. He's dropping F-bombs all over the place. I love this. But then your base would be like, who is this man? Who Who is this sweaty that I followed? Yeah, and I mean, I, I personally, and I think this should go for everybody, would rather rather keep that base because those are the people mm -hmm. that you know are going to come back time and time again. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, it's coming across... Uh, Coming up to four four o'clock. If you want to start wrapping it up here, sweaty. Um, what do you want to tell the audience? Do you want you, you? The floor is yours. You can plug whatever you'd like. Your stream, your social media, anything that you're working on. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get to the plugs. Don't worry. Uh, okay. <laughs> my, my parting advice, uh, because I've gotten a lot of a lot of messages about this type of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Don't look for shortcuts. I got I got super lucky, right? I can't testify to the grind so to speak because you know i was gifted so many viewers and followers and uh so i you know don't look for those types of situations um be yourself stream consistently uh find your niche find your audience find your attitude find your your stream thing for me it was yelling positively and banging on my gong as often as i could and uh you know that's like you just got to find your niche and once you find it like that's your that's where you got to stick and you got to just be consistent and just work hard at it and eventually you'll get there. And I think uh, I think people see situations like mine and assume because of that, that uh, that's like how you're supposed to get there. And I don't think people talk a lot about Twitch inflation 
and how saturated the market is. And I, I, I don't think, I mean, I think it's true to an extent, but I don't think that it's impossible to get, get viewers and things like that without, you know, these big drop and bombs viewers, uh, viewer influxes through hosts and stuff. I think that if people truly desire to make something out of streaming, they can, they just got to work hard at it. And, uh, now for the best part of my closing statement, uh, follow me on Twitter, uh, sweaty with two S's TV at sweaty TV with two S's, just like my Twitch, uh, which you should follow as well. Uh, twitch.tv slash S sweaty. That is sweaty with two S's. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, Keep watching C Palm's podcast. Hopefully, I'll be back on here one day potentially. That'd be dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the man has some mad good content creation skills, both on Twitch and podcasts. I finally listened to the first one in preparation for this one. So, oh, thank you very much. I hope. Uh, <laughs> well, I was trying to wait because I wanted the first one I listened to to be mine, but then I was like, I don't really know how to like how to talk, so I should probably listen to one. So, don't don't take podcasting tips from me. I'm still really new from it, but. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'll, I'll put uh, links to Sweaty's uh, stream and his Twitter account in the show notes below. So be sure to follow him on there. And definitely I will have Sweaty on for future episodes. I'd like to do a little bit more in-depth uh, interview into into the life of Sweaty. And, oh, you know, he's a really approachable guy that I think, you know, anytime these topics get suggested, this whole power of hosting thing was suggested by a nice lad on Twitter. So please keep sending your suggestions to me at twitch underscore talks on Twitter. And I'll put those links also in the show notes as well. So just keep sending me the suggestions for things you'd like for us to cover. And we'll be sure to cover them in future episodes. Uh, Sweaty, thanks so much. This was some great advice. I hope everyone who's listening had uh, have, have learned something from the show. And we'll look forward to the future episodes and your suggestions. So... Hope everyone has a great day. Sweaty, thanks again. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, thank you for having me, buddy.